service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 80. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Janelle Park. Janelle, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. Yo, if you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Give Janelle a follow. She is on Twitter at Meet Janelle Park. I have links to her Twitter, her website, in the show notes from last week. Hit them show notes. Show us the love. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us with a five-star rating. If you write us a review, I will read it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show, so if you do that, fucking thank you. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod, where you can hear interviews, episodes you cannot hear anywhere else. Our monthly Patreon-exclusive episode dropped on Sunday. It's the Breakup Part 2. Such a good episode. If you want to hear that, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Today, episode 80. I Initially, I had an interview I was going to do this week, but I was like, I can't. I can't do it. You know, I I can't, I can't put it out. I got to talk about, you know, what's happened in the past week, uh, with the Atlanta shooting. I know if you're listening to this podcast, if you're a human being in the fucking United States, I'm sure you've heard about it. And I was like, I can't, I can't just not talk about it, put on another interview and just like, you know, hope that nobody really (laughs) notices that I didn't mention anything about it. This was a huge thing. You know, a lot of people are hurting from, uh, whether that be the Asian community, whether that be the sex work community, whether that be the families of, you know, people that lost loved ones, we have to, you gotta fucking, you gotta talk about it. You know, you can't just be like, well, hopefully that doesn't happen again. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and then, you know, we'll be out and keep it short. And, uh, next week coming at you with another interview. It was a sad thing, tragic thing. If you don't know, you should fucking know. I don't um last Tuesday night, a uh, guy in Atlanta, 21, shot up basically three massage parlor spas in the metro Atlanta area. He was arrested in South Georgia. Uh that sh- those shootings left eight people dead, six of which were Asian women. So it happened Tuesday night. I think I first saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter and my first reaction was, you know, this guy was targeting sex workers was my opinion, whether that was what he was doing at all or who, I mean, it's hard to know what somebody's motives are in doing something, but that's, that's immediately what I thought. This attack also comes in the wake of the rise of violence against the Asian American community in the past year, the rhetoric that has been used to describe the Asian American community. And, you know, I didn't, when I saw this, I was like, I didn't think it was a race thing. I thought it was a sex work thing, but by the next day, the media kind of, you know, decided what it was. This was a race related attack. And there was very little mention of sex work at all. The guy, he said that, you know, he had a sexual addiction. He had sought like rehab basically for sexual addiction and this act was somehow fucking you know absolving him of temptation you know which is bullshit 
I think that, you know, the media, it's easier. It's like, this is a fucking America. We racist. We could, we could talk about racism all day. You know, this is our fucking number one export. The media loves talking about it. And there's, that's that's such an easy way to frame, frame a story like outrage. Outrage journalism is a thing rather than talking about like the, the inherent risks of like migrant sex workers, you know, and the violence that sex workers face on a daily basis in their jobs. The media, media, the media doesn't want to have that conversation. And so I think that there's a lot of things at play. A lot of things haven't really been talked about. You know, I think that this was a race related crime. I think this was a sex work related crime. And I mean, it was a crime against women. You know what this dude's motives were? Who fucking knows? You know, he said what he said. I think a lot of people do things. They think they might be doing it for one reason. They don't fucking know why they're doing it. So, you know, we might ever not really ever know. And I think that's the one thing everybody searches for whenever something happens. They're like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? You know, sometimes you may never fucking know. But I do think that the lack of sex work in a lot of discussions that have happened around this does a disservice to the victims and I think that, you know, one of the things that the uh, the media does not do really is humanize sex workers at all. You know, it's just somebody was killed and they put themselves in a situation. They put themselves in a dangerous situation and, you know, they were harmed and that's on them, you know. And one of the things I think that is a little bit different with this story is that they have humanized these people, you know. And, you know, these are these are moms. These are sisters these are daughters this is a father this is you know someone who loved karaoke you know and you don't really hear that much when the media talks about sex work at all they dehumanize sex workers and i think that the attempt to you know humanize humanize these people i think has more so to do that so they can frame it as a racist thing more so than this, these were sex workers who were killed doing their job, providing for their family. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, it's still fucking early. It's been a week since this happened. And we'll see, like, how the coverage changes over the next couple weeks, months. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens from the wake of this. Yeah, I guess that's really, that's really how I thought, you know, like, that's really, I guess, how I feel about it. Was that, you know, I thought that more so this is a, a sex work related cr- crime than race related. Fucking who knows? You know, I could be completely wrong. Um, you have you feel you feel if you're listening to this, you feel some way about it. And, uh, you know, talk to talk to somebody about this. You know, I think that that's that's one way you change stigma or change change things that are veiled is by talking about it. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to fucking do this goddamn like we got to talk about shit or else like stuff's not going to change. So, you know, I think this is, this is a horrible thing, but I think that hopefully positive change comes out of this, whatever that could be, maybe through humanizing people or, you know, changing the way people, you know, see sex work or people that do things to provide for their family. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the outcome will be. It's fucking, it's been one week. There's a, a group in New York City, Red Canary Song. They are a grassroots collective. 
of Asian sex workers and allies. They had a response to the shooting that I really liked, and I wanted to read it on here. And then I'll fucking, I'll plug some GoFundMes. Yo, hey, if you can donate to the families of these victims, fucking do that, you know? I know everybody, I know some people listen to this podcast, got that 14 hundo. Yo, fucking throw some people some money, you know? That's like the least, like, (laughs) I feel like people will go on Twitter and they'll tweet things. Like, I saw a tweet that was like, support sex workers, you know, and it had a bunch of likes and a bunch of retweets, but Twitter is nothing. Tweeting, tweeting something like does nothing really. Like (laughs) some people might be like, Oh my God, I tweeted this thing. I'm such a good, like you did nothing by tweeting something. Fucking talk to somebody. Like if you want to make real change, support organizations that are actually doing something, talk to somebody, but you're, Tweets do nothing, you know? So, you know, I got some GoFundMes, uh, some links for the families of the victims. I have a link for, you know, the Red Canary Song website where you can check out what they're doing. And uh, if you can, fucking throw some dollars. Talk to somebody. Have a conversation with somebody. You don't I mean, maybe it'll change how somebody feels. You know, you might have an effect on somebody you don't fucking know. So, uh, just talk to somebody. I'll have a link also to this Red Canary song response. So you can read that as well. I think it's pretty powerful. And also, uh, USA Today has, uh, like kind of like an obituary for the eight people that were killed. So I'll have a link to that USA Today article as well. So you can check that out. These were people with families, uh, with loved ones. Who like to do shit, you know? They like to do shit like you like to do shit. So, uh, fucking read that article. And, uh, just remember these people that were lost. Because they didn't see it coming, you know? And you never know when shit's, shit's about to go, when shit's about to go off, you know? I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll play this fucking... <laughs> I'll play the seven seconds of, uh, music. And then I'll come back. I'll read the, uh... I'll read the uh, Red Canary response, and then we'll be fucking out. But, uh, yo, I appreciate you being here. Uh, We'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Got an interview for you. But uh, I just wanted to do do this this week, and uh, then we'll be back. In the wake of the deaths of multiple Asian women massage workers in Georgia, We are sending radical love, care, and healing to all of our community members. We acknowledge the ongoing pain and grief from continued violent assaults on our Asian and Asian American APIA community, which have been compounded by the alienation, isolation, and violence brought on by racist rhetoric and governmental neglect in reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are concerned that many of those calling for action in this moment have and will continue to endorse violence toward Asian sex workers, massage workers, and survivors. We reject the call for increased policing in response to this tragedy. The impulse to call for increased policing is even greater in the midst of rising anti-Asian violence calling for carceral punishment. We understand the pain that motivates our Asian and Asian American community members to call for increased policing, but we nevertheless stand against it. Policing has never been an effective response to violence because the police are agents of white supremacy. 
Policing has never kept sex workers or massage workers or immigrants safe. Through criminalization and demonization of sex work has hurt and killed countless people, many at the hands of the police both directly and indirectly. Due to sexist, racialized perceptions of Asian women, especially those engaged in vulnerable low-wage work, Asian massage workers are harmed by criminalization of sex work, regardless of whether they engage in it themselves. Decriminalization of sex work is the only way that sex workers, massage workers, sex trafficking survivors, and anyone criminalized for their survival and or livelihood will ever be safe. Media coverage that examines the racist or sexist motivations of the killings as independent of each other fail to grasp the deeply connected histories of racialized violence and paternalistic rescue complexes that inform the violence experienced by Asian massage workers. We see the effort to invisibilize these women's gender, labor, class, and immigration status as a refusal to reckon with the legacy of the United States imperialism and as a desire to collapse the identities of migrant Asian women, sex workers, massage workers, and trafficking survivors. The women who were killed face specific racialized gendered violence for being Asian women and massage workers. Whether or not they were actually sex workers or self-identified under that label, we know that as massage workers they were subjected to sexualized violence stemming from the hatred of sex workers, Asian women, working class people, and immigrants. We are asking that the community stand in solidarity with us all, immigrant and migrant massage workers and sex workers. We highlight the following demands from New York-based massage parlor workers. 1. Pay attention to the life and work safety of massage and salon employees. 2. Asian massage workers and businesses come from the community and give back to the community. 3. The legal working rights of Asian massage workers must be protected. 4. The lives of Asian massage workers must not be lost in vain. 5. The legal profession of massage work should be respected and protected by U.S. society. Signed, Red Canary Song.